We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 20 of Gaming with the Moms. 20! Whoa! <laughs> We've made it to 20. <laughs> Yay, One more cool. and we'll be old enough to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I can bring wine on the podcast? <laughs> you, you should have today. I like my mood. I'm like, whatever. Maybe that would make it more, <laughs> more interesting. Um, I don't know why you didn't tell me that before. I know, <laughs> I know. That's next I time, to mention yeah. it. Um, <laughs> My name is Nicole Tanner, and I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mom of a three-year-old who has been slightly ill for the last week, which is hard. That's so hard. So I'm a little unfocused today (laughs) because she had to come home early from daycare. So, but thanks to my husband, my wonderful husband, Isaac, said, you have a podcast to do, so I will go get her. Yay, Isaac. So I'm joined by fellow mom, Linda Brenneman. Hello. And her daughter today... Lisa Jake. This Hello. is the first time we've had, you know, actual relatives on the podcast, which That's is cool. And then we have, I did it this week, I did it this week, the mistress of boxed wine, oh. Simone de Rochefort. Oh. Whoa. I suffer. I suffer. <laughs> is that true? It, what, um, <laughs> it, it has been true in the past. Boxed wine is not as bad as people say it is, and there's a lot of it in yeah. those boxes. So, guess... you know, you just you take what you can get sometimes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I understand. You're just out of college. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know my wine delivery service is very fancy. <laughs> I know. I need to get the information from that, and then I would actually cook the recipes as opposed to – I can just imagine you, like, opening this box and, like, oh, a recipe, right, <laughs> on, right over the shoulder. Let's just open this thing up. You probably have the corkscrew in hand before you even open it's the box. It's like you're watching me. <laughs> Nicole's going on the attack today. I know. Yeah. She's taken Just wait road. until we both end up at the public house at the same time. Awkward. Yes, that would be extremely awkward, even though you beat me to it. Yeah, I'll be eyeing you from across the dining room. <laughs> Did you have the burger there? They were out of burgers what? when I went. They that were out insane. of burger meat. I was horrified. But actually, it was okay because then because I feel like every other time I go, I'm definitely going to get a burger because I love burgers. But this time, I was like, okay, I get to try something different. I'll have, you know, the sausage. And that was really good. I had, like, the, the burgers with marinara. were amazing. Don't tell me that. They were kind you know, a little bit greasy, but in that really oh. good way, you know? Like, nice. just delicious. Oh. So... That'll Anyhow. be my post-packs, like, recovery dinner will just yeah. be five of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so food will stop our food tangent again. We did that a couple weeks ago. Um, so let's jump into some news. Lego Dimensions is our newest wonderful Toys to Yay. Life product. Um, has announced some of the different levels and properties that they will have, including mm-hmm. Oz, as in the Wizard of Oz, Metropolis, where Superman hangs out, Ninjago, which I know is a Lego thing, but I have no idea what it is, Middle Earth, if you don't know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this podcast, <laughs> um, and Hill Valley. I don't even know what Hill Valley is. I think is. it might be from the Lego movie, um, but I'm not sure. Those are the ones that they announced. It doesn't yeah. ring a bell to me. Yeah. Uh-oh. And they have... Maybe, though. A bazillion different packs that you can buy. Yeah. And Simone is going to enlighten us. Yay. All this different stuff. So the fir- the big news from this week was that there will be 14 separate levels in the starter pack that you get. And the starter pack is $99.99. And that comes with... Um, Gandalf, Batman and Wild Style, and the portal that you'll use. That's the NFC reader that brings those figures into the game. And you get to build it yourself because it's Legos, which is really cool. Um, it's also a lot more expensive than any other Toys to Life starter pack, which I guess is a reflection of, you know, how expensive Legos themselves are mm-hmm. and I think how much more we're getting because 
there are a lot of figures and vehicles and things that will be compatible with this. And then there are three other kinds of things that you can buy. The level packs add additional levels to the game, and these are associated with the franchise. So, like, there will be – there's a, a portal level pack that has a portal level. It has the Chell figure. It looks super cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm actually really excited about the portal one because they're yeah. actually going to have portal-style puzzles that you can play oh, through nice. with your little Lego people. So that's that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then there's the team packs, and those have, I believe, either a couple figures from the same franchise or a figure in a vehicle. And then there's the fun packs, and that's just like a figure. So it's just a figure. Just the figures, okay. or sorry, two figures from the franchise. And then the the team pack is the one with the vehicles and two figures. Oh, the fun My packs. Bad. I bet you they're going to be like where you're getting two characters, but you don't know who they are. I. Th- I'm not sure. I think it's not. I think it's all very franchise-based. So you're being like, okay, I'm going to buy the Ninjago fun pack and get my two ninjas. Uh, That's how I understand it to be so far. Yeah, I mean, but like say you're doing the Superman one and, you know, you can get like – Oh, yeah. you have What's the photographer dude or Lois Lane or Superman (laughs) or, you know, any of those. When I got the Plants vs. Zombies thing for Anna, they had these little mini packs that you could get more characters for that. and those were all random? They were all random. Well, Interesting. they were random. But <laughs> if you know anything about Plants vs. Zombies, you could feel <gasps> into the pack and oh. know what was what, <laughs> which is what I did. I'm like, there is a big round here thing. That is a walnut. I don't want that. And then I went down and I was like, hmm, this this feels like something that could shoot something. I'm like, okay, we'll get this one. Got it home and opened it up and it was a cabbage pulp. So Nice. nice. Worked out oh well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you're gaming the system. I was. I don't Cheater. think you're going to be able to do that with Lego people, though, because – Probably not. They all, all feel the like squares. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's all that, that – uh, that is all those details. And we have pretty much all – we know pretty much all the franchises that are going to be part of this now. There's, like, The, the Simpsons, Portal, Scooby-Doo. Um, <laughs> Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Oh, my God. There are so many. I think there are a couple more that they still have yet to announce. So, yeah. but – Anything that Lego has ever done, minus Marvel, which is my prediction. I don't – we won't be seeing yeah. Marvel in no, this. No, because they're going to have DC in it. So yeah, I doubt exactly. very much that they would – they'll be able to negotiate that huge agreement. Maybe we'll have Skylanders. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But you can mix and match, like, all the characters together, yes. right, when every you're character will be compatible with every level of the game. So if you – you know, you get that Homer Simpson and you want to bring him into your portal level – do it yeah so my husband um saw uh i don't know if it was gameplay or just a trailer that they did at e3 that was hilarious it was like batman with like dorothy and tin man and scarecrow from wizard Mm -hmm. of oz and batman thinks that scarecrow is the scarecrow villain (gasps) from batman i was like scarecrow (laughs) you have no heart and then the tin man says no, I'm the one that doesn't have a heart. He's the one that doesn't have a brain. <laughs> I was like, that's that's great. That's so hilarious. I oh can't gosh. wait to see more of those funny interactions. I forgot to mention Wizard of Oz. That's actually going to be where the game starts. So right. I mentioned it. I yeah, yeah, you there. did. You got you covered my butt. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So enough about Lego. When does that come out? September 29th. So we're going to hit – we're hitting the Toys of Life September, uh, one yeah. right after the other. Boom, it's, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, Disney Infinity 3.0 on August 30th, Skylanders on September 20th, and Lego Dimension September 29th. So RIP me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also parents, you know, take Make a lot of decisions. money out of the <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wonder if the timing is all about, you know, kind of getting everyone ready for the holiday season, right? Yeah. So if you – are a Lego fan, then you'll have the Toys to Life Lego game, and mm-hmm. all your relatives can give kids. Uh, that know, does make toys. it easy. I hadn't yeah. thought about that. Yeah, if you've got yeah. a big family and you just tell them, like, just get get, get those Lego fun packs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I th- that does definitely work. It's just with all of them coming out at the same time. Like they they have all figured out that strategy, but uh, it'll be interesting to see which one of them kind of manages to come out on top of that. And I honestly. Don't think it's going to be Lego, considering oh, yeah. how Skylanders and Disney have really established a foothold in them. I think it could go two ways. Because Disney and Skylanders have established a foothold, it could go to one of them, or people will be like, no, I don't want to buy 
another Skylanders. I don't want to buy another Disney. Let's try something new. Go for Lego. But I could also see the uh, building, the building aspect of the Legos being more attractive to yeah, certain definitely. parents rather than just true, yeah. straight figurines and stuff. And the Lego yeah. games in general are really popular, right? They are really yeah. popular. And maybe for some parents who are like really familiar with Legos but not with the other more video gamey type of things, mm-hmm. they'll trust the Lego. Yeah, that's names. a good point. Yeah, they don't want to buy a straight up video game, but they'll buy something that their kids can build on and play with. And all those Lego figures, they are, you know, playable outside of the game. So, yes. Because that's the point of Lego. The pieces <laughs> that you use to build the portal probably are too. Yeah, yeah. And you do get to build the portal, which is yeah. so cool. It looks so cool. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm very cynical at this point, and I will continue <laughs> to spiral down into cynicism as, you know, the month <laughs> continues. So. Look out for that. (laughs) Um, The Nintendo 2DS is getting a price drop to $99.99. If you even know what the Nintendo 2DS (laughs) is. And don't get confused. This isn't the old Nintendo DS that that would flip open and have two screens. No. The 2DS is a flat console with two screens. With the thinking being that... These kids are going to be just so hard on the hinges of the of their DS, which never made any sense to me. Like a tablet, but with two small screens instead of one big one. But like you can close it, which means that they won't be damaging the screens all the Mm -hmm. time. Like who cares about the hinge? Like seriously, the screen is the important (laughs) part. And here, let's just give them this big thing with two screens that they can toss around and. I don't, I don't know. It's very odd. I never understood it. But anyhow, you can get it for ninety nine ninety nine now. And it'll be pre-packaged with Mario Kart 7. So I do. I understand it in theory, but it's just the most hideous piece of hardware I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now with a three-year-old, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You know? She's well, because well, she doesn't to... want buttons at all. She just wants touch controls, right? Well, she's starting to learn buttons a little okay. bit on the controller. Apparently that that happened when I had my mom's weekend away. Like we did FaceTime with her and like Isaac like points it at the at the screen with Viva Piñata, you know, stuff is moving around and, and then he points it back at her. She's so like she's doing all that. Oh, cool. All by herself. And she was doing the thumbs, the oh thumbs my God. on the analog stick, so she's getting it. Her dad sat her down and like trained her to boot camp. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> But, um, but 2DS is the device that's sort of aimed at the smaller kids, right? It is. But um, 3DS is for slightly older kids, really. Well, 3DS is is like the next iteration of the 2DS. Okay. Yeah, which has the 3D component. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing is that parents were concerned about the 3D on be, affecting kids' eyes. So the 2DS doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. It, but it can have 3D if you wear 3D glasses with it. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> Yeah. You can also turn oh, off the 3D on the 3DS. That is and also make a it fact. 2D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's confusing. But seriously, though, like 2DS, like, why don't you just get a regular DS? Just get a regular DS. Because that's all it is. Well, but it's it does not play the 3DS, the 3DS games so, where the DS, oh, I don't think, does. The, the latest one? I... Most of the latest ones, there are a handful that it doesn't play. Oh, um, okay. So, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I won't be buying a Nintendo 2DS. Neither will I, to be honest. But you can get it for $99.99. (laughs) As opposed to, what was it $129. So it is a considerable price drop. Yeah. We'll see what effect that has. (laughs) Usually when a console has a price drop, that means they're they're not moving them as fast as they would like to. Hashtag (laughs) cynical. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. Nintendo Nintendo works that both ways. So they're dropping the price of this one probably because they have too much stock. But then they purposefully control the stock of certain other things to create this aura of shortage and then more anticipation (laughs) and more craziness. Hence the sellouts of the Wii and now the Amiibo. So. Ah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny. (laughs) I just... 
I realize, you know, we want those yarn Yoshi amiibos. Oh, yeah, we do. I realize I don't have a <laughs> Wii U, and so I don't need the functionality of that thing. So why am I waiting to buy one when they come out here when I can go on Amazon and get a Japanese import one? Which is oh what God. I did. <laughs> nice. Just, I just bought a Japanese import one. It should be here any day now. Oh, so. are you going to bring it into the office or, oh, you know, no. put it on my desk? Like, give it to me? I don't know. Do I'll, whatever you want with it. I'll bring show it and, and show day. it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's going back home with me. That's for sure. So, yeah, that was a nice revelation where nice. I thought, duh. <laughs> it's kind of like with us. Trying to plan a Hearthstone Let's Play by buying <laughs> iPad recording equipment when, duh, Hearthstone we can play it on the PC. <laughs> Take it even a step further. Buy a Yarn Yoshi on Etsy or something. You don't even need it to be an Amiibo. Yeah. Uh, oh, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> it was funny when I, you know, was talking to my husband. Like, we converse on everything that we buy that's like more than ten dollars yeah so i'm like hey i want to get this and he's like we don't have a wii u (laughs) i'm like i know just like yoshi you know that he does know that i've loved yoshi forever yeah so yeah so that'll be cool um other nintendo news they announced their pax lineup so for the really big games, they're going to have Star Fox Zero, Super Mario Maker, Triforce Heroes, Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. I didn't write the whole thing down. Chibi Robo, Ziplash. Oh, I meant to look up stuff about that, and I forgot. <laughs> Skylander, Splatoon, and Super Smash Brothers. No, Chibi Robo, there was a great little game on the GameCube like a long time ago, and you're yeah. this little robot, and you... You have, like, a cord in the back of you, and you plug in, and your job is to clean up the house while avoiding, like, mice and, you know, other things like that. And it was adorable, and I loved it. And so when I heard, Chibi Robo, new Chibi Robo, but I haven't actually looked up what it was. And I think Courtney told me at one point, and it was somewhat disappointing. Oh, no. You just have this vague memory of disappointment. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's all I remember. Maybe it's not related. Maybe it's just a totally different Chibi Robo. Maybe. I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. Well, they will be demoing Skylander Superchargers Racing, which is the Wii and 3DS version of the Skylander Superchargers. So I will be there, probably challenging Courtney, hopefully kicking Courtney's butt because <laughs> I don't get a chance to do that a lot in Mario Kart, but this could be my chance. Yeah. I think that I could I could take the lead here. So I'm excited. Cool. <laughs> Let's see. What else we got? Free games. Uh, in case you didn't know, every month you can get free games on your Xbox One, your Xbox right. 360, or your PS4. So uh, this month, Xbox One. I'm kind of excited about that. Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, which Yay. I've already played the game, but I'll probably play it again. <laughs> um, and The Deer God, I have no idea what that is. Oh, it sounds really weird and interesting. Oh, yeah? Apparently you you're heard? like a farmer that gets turned into a deer. And it's very like philosophical and yeah, yeah. Wow, we we had our eye. I want to play it. I definitely (laughs) want to play it. It looks really beautiful. It's got pixel art, but the kind of pixel art that I actually enjoy. No offense to pixel artists. I am just very picky about my pixel (laughs) art because I've I've never been a huge fan of eight bit art. But this is very like the gradients are just really beautiful and the shading and everything. So anyway, it it is. It looks really lovely, and I'm very interested in it. Cool. That gives me some incentive to play it. Um, on Xbox 360, the free games are Battle Station Specific and Crisis 3. Those are a couple games I'm not yeah, <laughs> normally yeah, interested in. Yeah, Battle Stations. I um, love Battle Stations. And for PlayStation Plus members on the PS4, there is Grow Home, Super Time Force, Ultra, Zeo Drifter, and Tesla Guard. I haven't heard of many of those. Probably. (laughs) Um, I did play Grow Home on the PC. Oh, yeah. And, you know, everybody was going nuts about that in the media. Like, oh, it's so great. It's so great. I hated it. Oh, my God. Is that the one where you plant stuff? You're a little (laughs) robot, and you're climbing up a big tree, and you're so you find these flowers, and then you ride branches up to other flowers. Oh, and, never but mind. But the physics, it's like completely realistic physics, like Uh-oh. too much physics. <laughs> like I was getting so frustrated because your little robot like walking, and his arms are like flailing, his legs are <laughs> flailing. You know, if you lose your footing at all on a tree branch, you're just falling all the way down to the bottom. No. And yeah, like quapping a tree with a robot. <laughs> 
Yeah, I did not like that game at all. I am sorry. And it gave me a lot less faith than the rest of the gaming <gasps> press because everybody <laughs> gave it a good score. I'm like, I don't trust you anymore. Forget that. <laughs> um, but anyhow, back to Cynicis- the- Cynicism abounds. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've been here a while. <laughs> um, for the Vita, uh, Super Time Force Ultra, and Zeo Drifter. For the PS3, Twisted Metal. For some reason, just Twisted Metal. All right. So there's Love that. that too. Yeah. So I like that that they do the free game thing yeah, every month. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And the games are getting better because before it was kind of like throwaway stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'd pick it up and look at it for two seconds and be like, this is terrible. I don't want this. It is still a good way to fill up your hard drive and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> realize that you've never played any of them. But it is also a good way to find new games. And what did we just download? I don't Oh, we we got Race the Sun uh, last time they did free games for PS Plus, and that is really fun. Like it's this infinite racer um, that's very it's very much a rage quit game, but it's also really relaxing at the same time. You're okay. <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> I know it, it it doesn't in in theory, but it does in practice. Okay. Um, so yeah, we've been no. That I believe a lot. that Diner Dash is kind of the same type of yeah. Thing. Like you yeah. get into that zone where you're you're just going and. Yeah. You kind of have to – you have to be so deep into it that you just react automatically because if you're thinking about it, you're going to crash into stuff and then the sun will go down and you'll die. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That so sounds like a wonderful premise. Those free game programs, don't you have to be like a member of something or something? Yeah, you have to those? be a PlayStation Plus member on those platforms and Xbox Live Gold. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But most people do that, it seems like. Most, I would assume yeah. so. They're not terribly expensive. Right. Um, yeah. And you need them in order to play online multiplayer. So, um, right. and at least on the Xbox, like, we have Xbox Gold, but that applies to my husband's gamer tag and my gamer tag as well. It's attached to the machine, not to the individual account. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, my roommate has mm-hmm. PS Plus, but I don't. So I'm kind of piggybacking there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's cool. But like you said, it's filling up the hard drive very quickly. We delete them. Oh yeah, I was, st- <laughs> our hard drive kept filling up and I kept going through and like deleting things until I got to the point I couldn't delete anything. This is when I was getting ready to download Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh yeah. It's like 40 gigs. I'm like, I only have 7% of my hard drive space left. Uh, I would have to get rid of a lot of stuff to make room <laughs> oh for this God. thing. Which I told my my husband, I'm like, we need more storage space. And he's like, okay. And then we got a five terabyte hard drive. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> so we should not have any problems anymore. <laughs> We're like, I guess we have to start buying games on disc again because uh, – <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's – It's so easy to download them though. Although, you know, you do have to install now everything that you buy on that's the disc. True. So that's true. it's really uh. – not any difference. Yeah. But still, five terabytes, I'm feeling pretty good about having enough space. You know what's on our PlayStation? Freaking five gigs of my roommate's screen caps and videos from Dragon Age Inquisition. Nice. Just, and I'm like, please, just just take them off. Put them somewhere else. And yeah. he's like, I will eventually. <laughs> five wow. gigs. That's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Understandable because I watch him play and every second, every time his Inquisitor is on screen, he's like, oh, yeah, screen crap. <laughs> yeah. Looks good in that shot. It's wow. Ridiculous. What's, the, what's the use for those? Uh, looking at them later, <laughs> I guess. Okay. I don't know. We found a bunch of videos from when we were playing Peggle 2 and we'd be watching these like 10 minute long because, you know, you do the like, okay, grab the last 15 minutes of gameplay and yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. you save it. And there, but there, we don't have our, our audio, so it's like us talking, so it's totally contextless. And we're like, okay, maybe this shot is the reason why we saved this video. No, no, that was just kind of boring. Maybe, maybe it's that. No, huh? Why did we? Why did we take this? Why? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I don't know why we do it. Wow. Anyway, okay. deleted. <laughs> Good tangent. Oh, yeah. Sounds like maybe you guys have a problem. A little <laughs> maybe, bit. A little. maybe a little. A <laughs> little. Um. So other big news: YouTube. Announced today, a special gaming site. This yeah. is a you go to YouTube uh, or gaming.youtube.com and you will find everything game in there. If you go in there, you can customize. You can say, I like this person's live stream, I like this channel, and it 
puts it all together for you in oh, one place. I want to do that. And it gives you suggested videos. Like we went through and my suggested video was one of the Anna's apps videos right. that I made, which is kind of <laughs> funny. But it's here. Watch this thing that you did yourself. Relive your work. Yes. <laughs> so um, – but, but everyone yeah, but should watch those. Yeah. They're really good. <laughs> so, but that tells me that yeah. it is paying attention to what I'm watching mm-hmm. and suggesting yeah. something right. relevant. So, but Simone and I were talking about like the live stream functionality of YouTube is in beta right now, and once that comes out of beta, it's going to be competition for Twitch. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So, I mean, it takes a step out of it, I think, for streamers because. It's just right there on yeah. on YouTube. I, I think you can do that with Twitch, but if the YouTube stream works well and has the same capabilities, and why not just do it all on YouTube, which is where I think you know millions and millions of gamers yes. watch videos. Is this something like billions of hours? We watch billions of hours of gaming related content on YouTube a month. Yes. Us personally, no, <laughs> all the gamers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the biggest uh, YouTuber is uh, PewDiePie. PewDiePie. 38 million mm-hmm. subscribers. And his is a gaming channel. Yep, yep. He's so. on there. I, it's really cool. They kind of automatically populated these pages for all these channels. So we pleasantly found out that Pixelkin has one, and it yes. looks great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can look that up on gaming.youtube.com. And it, it's actually really – I love the way it looks, and it's pretty easy to use. I, the, the flippy sidebars I'm not a fan of. Like you you hover over the sidebar. Like on the, the right side, it's subscribers – or channels that you can subscribe to and on the left side it's games so every game has its own category and the really cool thing it did oh. is that it kind of intelligently it looks at the tags and finds out what game your video is about and so <laughs> if you go to the Splatoon page every Let's Play we've done with Splatoon is on that page like yeah. you watch our Splatoon video you can click the picture of Splatoon and go to the Splatoon page where you can see all of the Splatoon videos so that is very very cool that's pretty um, cool yeah. yeah and then as you watch all of those platoon videos, you can decide which Let's Players you like and which you don't, and yeah. then add them to your list. Yeah, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, I didn't have that much time idea. to play with it. But I honestly, I don't watch very much stuff on YouTube. I watch a lot of Rooster Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not a millennial, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, all these well, millennials—they hard watch to that find YouTube. one without swearing that you could like put on. I bet Anna would love to watch gameplay footage, but I bet that there are not. A she lot likes to watch videos of puppies and kittens. <gasps> I do don't too. We all? <laughs> <laughs> and she also likes to watch videos of herself. That's adorable. She is kind of vain in that regard. <laughs> She's like, mommy, I want to see, I want to see that baby. <laughs> oh, like that's you, sweetheart. But no, she realizes that that's her. And she just, you know, wants to watch it. Like the other day, I yesterday, I took a video of her. I think I talked about how she makes these wrong words in this game just because the pr- pronunciation of them is funny. So she started doing it again, and I was right next to her, so I just grabbed my phone and started taping her, and we got through, like, most of them. That's the other funny thing about that game is that it has a game over status, which children's games just don't have. So there was a break, and then, you know, she started again, and then my iPhone filled up, and she's like, Mommy, here – Take a movie of this part. I'm like, sweetie, my <laughs> phone is full. I can't take any more movies. But she's like trying to direct me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. She's, she's such a, a budding star. star. Yeah. She's going to be a Let's Player. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yes. She already is kind of. True. Yes. Very true. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I want to watch so, that baby. <laughs> yeah oh, and she like talks about um, specific like Isaac has most of the movies mm-hmm. on his phone and she'll talk about specific ones that she wants to see that She's is like, so I want to see the one where the baby I don't know whatever <laughs> <laughs> to be fair I do that also so <laughs> except I'm not a baby I'm usually just you don't refer to yourself I? as the baby uh, ooh actually <laughs> <laughs> that baby Wow, that's really cute. Um, So we don't really have a super main topic this week because we are all sort of in prep mode for PAX, which uh, PAX is a uh, trade show that was invented by Penny Arcade. PAX Prime was the main one that's happening here in Seattle. 
this weekend, but there are also PAX's other places, like PAX East is in Boston and PAX South is in, where was that? San Antonio. San Antonio, that's what I was going to say. (laughs) And finally, they have PAX Australia in Melbourne. So the PAXs are popping up all over the place, but the one in Seattle is the biggest one. 80,000 plus attendees Mm -hmm. pretty much every year. You, uh, If you don't have tickets, you're screwed. Actually, (laughs) if you didn't have tickets, like, within the hour after they went on sale, you were screwed. Actually, I have two passes for Monday. Oh, yeah? So um, podcast listeners, if you want to get in touch, you might get one. Whoa. If you want one for Monday. Email hello at pixelkin.org. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. So that is coming up. And for the first year, I mean, we were there as Pixelkin. Pixelkin was there last year, but we were just kind of going around, like looking kind of very casually at games and then putting together a list at the end. But mm-hmm. this year we're going hardcore coverage, coverage like you coverage, would coverage, coverage. at IGN or GameSpot where we've got appointments, we've got, you know, stories to write into the night and uh so that'll be super fun. I'm actually looking forward to yeah, doing this kind of coverage great. again. Yeah. Um, Kizzy is, I think, extremely overwhelmed. Yes. <laughs> or, she actually tweeted, like, you know, before she was excited to go to PAX, but now she doesn't really want to anymore. And so Aww. as soon as I saw that, I'm like, you're going to be fine. It's okay. <laughs> There's a big difference be between, fine. like, PAX is like a carnival if you're not working it. And then if you are working it, it's it, – I think it still maintains some of that aspect for me. But then it's also like there are about a thousand things I have to be thinking about right now. But I'm really excited because I feel like once you really – once you're there and you're, you know, on the floor and really getting into it, you get into that groove of, you know, yeah. working. And we're all big game fans. So seeing yeah. – the new games and what's yeah, coming out. Yeah, lots of indie games, you know. I feel like our focus them, really them has been on indie games as yeah. far as most of the things that we're having appointments with. I mean, obviously, we'll swing by the big booths, um, the Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft. But I feel like a lot of our stuff is indie stuff. Yeah, and hopefully. It'll be cool. It will be cool. We're going to have some great coverage. And we'll also talk about what's going on at some of the panels, which are are interesting as well. Yes. What what panels are you guys looking forward to this year? Because I... I didn't see as many as uh, as excited me in previous years, but there are some that I'm really interested in. Like um, Alexa Ray Korea is doing one on Friday that's about how to succeed in the game journalism industry, which I am going for mostly to watch her speak because she's great. But yeah, yeah that's exciting. I don't know. Uh, I'm doing one about like couples gaming together. You know, I'm picking these ones that I probably already know everything about. That's the thing. <laughs> so I feel I can like go you... and watch <laughs> yeah. and be like. No, I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I could have done that better. Yeah. But um, I'm actually – my cynicism coming out again. Uh-oh. I'm cynical about a lot of the things on the panels, mm-hmm. having maybe a background or knowledge about the people who are actually speaking and being like, this person is a little bit knowledgeable on this topic, but it's like they mostly got onto this panel because they're friends with this other people. So, yeah. Fighting words from Nicole Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I'm doing a panel on Monday. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we're talking about, uh, I believe it is games we love to hate or basically how to engage with problematic media. And I will be talking about the game Catherine, which is in many ways super sexist and uncomfortable, but I freaking love it. Um, So we're all kind of sharing different lessons that we've learned from playing things that might make you uncomfortable or that might make other people really uncomfortable. And it's going to be, it's exciting. We've done it a few times. I think this time will be hopefully the best because we have streamlined it. (laughs) And I won't be talking about Bioshock Infinite again. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. And you had that guy who was giving you all that grief. He wanted to fight me. (laughs) He didn't want to fight me. I'm so mad because he, his whole point was um, something about the Bioshock Infinite DLC and it being, um, it basically undoing what my problems with it were. And I hadn't played it at that point, but now I have. And he's wrong. He's still (laughs) wrong. (laughs) But I couldn't speak to that in the moment. And, you know, it was probably 
for the best that, you know, it wasn't meant to turn into an argument. It was a panel. I was speaking with authority. So, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I remember that. You did a very good job with that. Thank you. Because like I had started at Pixel Kid pretty much like a week before PAX. Yeah. So I wasn't really that familiar with anybody. So like going to the panels and seeing you guys speak was... Yay. was cool. And then I'm like, oh, boy, this guy's <laughs> arguing with Simone. Let's see how she handles this. So, but she That was the moment that you knew I was your forever girl. <laughs> <laughs> Putting words in her mouth, Simone. Oh, man. Okay. I'm pretty sure she said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, Pax, um, there are actually some panels I am looking forward to who are staffed by um, actual psychologists. Mm-hmm. And it's science of gaming. One is, I think, in relation to addiction. That's and right. And the yeah. other one is, I don't remember, um, but there are two of them, and they're both called the science of gaming something. So Courtney's like, I had a science of gaming thing on your panel. She's like, which one are you going to? And I'm like, I didn't know there was a second one. <laughs> Let me put that on my schedule. So, um, so yeah, those should be cool. Um, and uh, there's psycholo- a few about women in gaming that I'm interested in going to. Yeah, yeah. I'm not interested in those. I think <laughs> they get. I think they just get really repetitive, year after year after year. They don't have a new message to deliver. Yeah. So that's why I don't go to them. I went to the one last year to show support for Brianna, um, but even that one still. Same thing I've heard a bazillion times. Yeah, and that one was fun. I think uh, more fun than usual just because I knew them. Alexa yeah. was on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so panels, no. What about you guys? I already talked about mine. <laughs> what about you, Linda? Yeah, that's, that's mostly – I want to just kind of get the survey of the women in gaming panels this year mm. yeah, for yeah. future reference. Reference. <laughs> Yeah, cool. And Lisa, it's your first time at PAX, so do you have any idea what you're getting into? I haven't even looked at panels. (laughs) I I honestly don't even know what it's going to be like when I show up. I have no idea what to expect other than a giant game convention. Expect chaos. And chaos. Yes. I know one thing you're going to like, Lisa, is um, Artist Alley. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that'll be cool. There is an artist alley, yes. right? Yeah. Is, so yeah. I don't know if it's of... called artist alley, but there's definitely a part of one of the floors, like not on the expo hall, where they have lots of artists, comic book artists mostly, yeah, um, out there. Yeah. So we got a um, uh, portrait of Anna, a sketch of Anna from oh. one of the artists there last year. Yeah. They'll do little um, sketches for you in the moment. Yeah. Which is really cool. That's fun. Yeah. 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 Should we have you two talk about your gaming history since you're a mother-daughter pair on our <laughs> yeah. family podcast? I don't yeah. know how we're doing on time. Well, you know what? I, I I started my timer late, so I don't know how we're doing on time either. So. <laughs> like I said, I'm a little out of it We could be today. here forever. <laughs> yes. um, I think uh, – thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So your mom talks about all the time. How you and your brother game together. Right. Um, well, my brother gamed and I watched him. Oh, <laughs> That okay. was pretty much it. There were, But I was satisfied with that. There were three years difference. Um, so when Chris was, say, 9, 10, 11, um, she would be his peanut gallery audience. <laughs> yes. Total peanut gallery. Sometimes I, she bugged him a little, oh, I think. I, yeah. I had way too much fun being annoying. <laughs> I, it was like watching a movie, but... Yeah, it was endlessly entertaining for me. I didn't even want to be playing the games. I just wanted to watch the story unfold and yes. comment. Also, what games did he play at that time? The one that I remember the most, well, ones I should say, were um, a couple of the Final Fantasy games. Oh, So yeah. seven and eight, I remember. Yes, yes, um, yes. And I loved the uh, Chocobos? Chocobos? Chocobos. Chocobos. God, uh, freaking I loved them. Mini game. <laughs> Um, yeah, That's so one that, of the very cute parts of Final Fantasy, along yes. with the uh, Moogles. Yeah, I don't remember that. They're the little white, little with white. The oh, little I think I, okay, yeah, yeah, on their head. I just remember like trying to read stuff on the screen and like trying to pronounce the um, attacks and <gasps> just doing it wrong on purpose because it was funny and <laughs> my brother would get so angry about that. <laughs> oh God, but, that's so funny. Yeah. Did you ever tell him that he was doing it wrong? I never told him he was doing anything wrong because oh. he 
was an amazing gamer in my eyes. And yeah, that's kind of like. <laughs> Uh, I got this from my husband. I don't know if other people do it too, but his l brother is 10 years younger than he is. So like he was like, you know, like when he was like 10 or whatever and like Isaac was actually 20, like just playing games, he'd be like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> so like w Isaac and I say that to each other at oh times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Family tradition. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's why I asked yeah. whether you do that or not. I, I knew that I had no room to comment on actual playing of the game <laughs> but I did comment a lot on things that I was seeing and I would imitate what um, people in the game were saying and yeah and I can imagine that uh, irritated him so annoying he had so much rev reverence for those Final Fantasy yeah. games he was so into Final Fantasy 7 I'm yeah. sure he cried when I thought it was awesome died. too <laughs> yeah I just no. had fun making fun of it at the same time yeah well, yeah. you just enjoyed getting his attention right. in however you could at that point. Yeah. Oh, um, that's adorable. It, it's pretty cute. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of the reverse with my brother and I because he's three years younger than me. Um, yeah. And we both did game, but he was always begging for us to come watch him play Counter-Strike or watch him play <laughs> Call of Duty, which I totally understand because, like, I love sharing things that I love. But then, then at the time, when I, especially when I was a teenager, it was like, I really don't want to watch my brother play the opening of Call of Duty again. <laughs> <laughs> this was on, did he play it on PC? Yes. I was yeah. going to say, because you've told us in the past that you did not have consoles growing we up. We did not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that that was a true statement. It is indeed <laughs> okay. a true statement. He was, he was really, because I, I would be like on and off, like I would play City of Heroes, I would play, I played Bioshock when I was in high school, but the computer was always in his room, so mm. it would be kind of like a... May I enter? <laughs> and then he gets so mad. Like there were – because I – living in France, yeah. you know, I would be playing MMOs with people back in the States. So I would have to be in his room and sometimes it would be like till 3 in the morning and I displaced him entirely, which – sorry, Tristan. <laughs> but, yeah, he played Counter-Strike at that time. That was his like thing. He would be in clans with people in the UK and we were like, that's weird, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the French people probably thought you were weird for fair enough being with all the U.S. <laughs> people. Um, oh, yeah, fun times. And then Lisa, later on, you played games with your friend Grace. Yeah, and you two would not play the game the way it was meant to be played, as I yes, recall. Yes, totally. <laughs> Anything but that. Yeah, we would come up with some way to play the game that was outside of the actual intended game structure, plot, and rules. And uh, the one I remember the most clearly is playing Diddy Kong Racing, but we would play it um, so that we had to earn our driver's licenses <laughs> by doing like one track three times without hitting anything and going at like a speed limit, which was <gasps> just like slowly. Like you couldn't, hit, <laughs> you couldn't hold down the gas button. You would have to like tap it and just go I slowly. <laughs> Because you couldn't speed, like that's against the law. You yeah. get your license. I love the kids' like interpretation of what a speed limit is. Yeah, yeah. Just, just not fast. Just slowly. <laughs> just don't hold down the gas pedal the whole time. Oh, and, that's so funny. Yeah, and we would also like sing to um, make like a radio station. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, oh, we had a great. lot of fun. But um, yeah, so. We, Simone and I discovered we did a similar thing. It's really odd because we played Lego Racers on the PC and we would do similar things where you'd have to, to be able to race. We would make each other go around the practice track and I think we had to like get every every power up before we were allowed to go race in the regular races. And then I would actually in those races, I would – I wouldn't always race. Sometimes I would pretend to be a real estate agent <laughs> driving around the track. Oh, my gosh. You know, looking at great. all the scenery. Offering a guided tour that's of so the track. <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing that I probably wish I'd thought of when I was doing There you that go. Stuff. You could have done real Sounds estate so, diddy Kong. I want to do that now. 
Wow. <laughs> when will they release Diddy Kong Real Estate for the Wii U? <laughs> Diddy Kong Real Estate Agent. Oh, my gosh. Well, the funny thing is, is now there's lots of weird Sims coming out. Like, yeah. I saw, I didn't look into it too much, but there was a press release on Games Press the other day that I threw into our coverage thing, but then I took it out because nobody wanted to write about it. But there's, like... <laughs> Like a real, like, hardcore farming sim. So not like Harvest Moon that is cute and cool <laughs> little farming. But I like played that. Really hardcore farming, like plowing the field. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then putting in the seeds. And, like, you driving one of the tractors. And, like, I'm just like, what? I feel – what was it called? I don't remember. Oh, my gosh. All I put in the coverage list was, like, really weird games. <laughs> I didn't see that. You, it must have been there and gone so yeah. quickly. Well, I left it a day, and nobody oh, picked whoops. it up. So My bad. It's okay. I, it wasn't color-coded green, so <laughs> it was fine. I think I might – there was a game at E3 when I went that was they, – they had a tractor out and everything, and it was kind of like uh, no one really wants to go see that farming <laughs> game. I'm sorry. Yeah, they had a tractor out this last year too, but I don't think it was for a farming game. It was for goat, goat something. Maybe it was that goat game Mark Delora was talking about. I um, don't Mount- think there's any tractors in Mountain Goat Mountain. Are you playing Mountain Goat Mountain? I'm playing Mountain Goat. I'm playing Mountain Goat Mountain, too. It's hard. It's very hard. It's we are suffering. It's so hard. Okay. Well, the tractor had something to do with goats, even was if it, it goat wasn't simulator? that one. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Isaac took a picture of it when he was at E3. He's like, here, look, this tractor. I'm like, yeah. Right, yeah I'm whatever, sure it was Isaac. Goat Simulator. Yeah. <laughs> that got so unreasonably popular. The interesting takeaway, I think, from Lisa and I's weird childhood experiences <laughs> Is that I? It's really cool to me how kids can like apply this imagination layer to games. Like yeah. even though that's a closed system where you can't really break the rules, but they they still find ways to make their own rules and make it their own narrative. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah and there's so many ways to do it. Yeah, I, I'm sure there are people who would listen to this and just have other really weird experiences where they yeah. made Write up those, some game within yeah. a game. They should send Write us There's infinite ways at to do it. Yeah. Tell us yeah. what weird things you did with I would want to hear about it. Yeah. yeah. I did another with Barbie Writing Club, if we have time to talk, yeah. <laughs> which was a great game. Okay. You're judging. Nicole's judging me. It's okay. I, I was really into horses as a child, but... You know what? I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, believe Uh-oh. it or not. So. Suffering. Oh. <laughs> So I would – I wouldn't just play the game. I would, you know, have to take all the horses out for their exercise because I was taking riding lessons at the same time. So, you know, I know you have to take the horses out and you walk them to warm them up. Then you do trotting to warm them up and then you can go faster. I would do that with the fake horses. Um, and then I would also t- – again, in the same vein of the real estate, like a racing, I would take tours of the island and then I would also on paper like make maps and plan my remodeling of the island. I think I wanted to turn it into a hotel or something. I don't know why. So now you're a real estate but... agent on a horse. <laughs> there were no Instead cars on a, that island, on Mystery Island, a Nicole. Car. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, so that's that. But no, being into horses, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Every, <laughs> Darn right. girls were into horses. Horses are awesome. Horses. Why aren't boys into horses? Like, I'm sure no there, there are some I out there, but the stereotype that. is they that like only cars girls are into instead. horses. But, yeah. like, there's yeah. freaking, I don't know, if you want to make it manly or whatever, there's freaking knights with armor <laughs> and spears. Horses are cool. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves horses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of the horses, I think we're going to segue into what we're playing. And one of the things that I am playing is that Star Stable or (gasps) Stable Star or whatever it was. Oh, I'm off the hook for Star Stable. Yes, I I did it. Um, So this is a a kid's MMO, very much in the vein of Wizard 101 if you played that one. So uh, you don't really talk to the other players unless you're in the specific group with them. And um, you can complete the whole thing on your own, like story, story-ish. And like if you're having – I didn't get far enough in this to see if you have battles. I assume that there are no battles in this horsing sim. <laughs> Who knows? But in Wizard 101, there are battles. And so people could jump in and out to help you in your battle. So that mm. was cool. Um, so I haven't gotten very far, but you get your horse and you have your stable and you have your sort of missions. You know, you have to find a brush and a bucket and all this kind of stuff to take care of your horse. And there's this guy that like tells you how to do this. And he's like, hey, go talk to this 
this team of like horse riders and they'll help you like learn how to ride and stuff. So that's the one where they put you through the ride through the gate kind of thing, learn how to control your horse. But the the girl that's in charge of this riding club is like all like snooty and not liking <laughs> uh, you. There is always a snooty girl in horse stories. <laughs> yes. But the thing is, it's like – and she's like, oh, by the way – that guy is mine. Like, so oh, even no. Try to- yes. God. Why? Yes. No. What? I know. I'm just like, seriously? Must we? Yeah. How is that necessary? Exactly. <laughs> it's a horse game. <laughs> People think that the only thing tween girls think about is boys, and that makes me very sad. It's very silly. Obviously, and all tween the girls horses think about is horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. They were enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the game is obviously set up where, you know, you're going to be better than that girl at some point. Um, So. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. Nothing Uh, like pitting women against each other at young ages. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't like that storyline at all. Yeah. I don't either. I don't know if that's the main storyline. There, I mean, there is something else where it's like, go talk to this guy's dad because he needs your help. And apparently there's something about some mega corporation like just wanting to take away this i don't know i have to do more research into it because i only played it for about half an hour um and some of those mmo ones like it takes a long time to get through the story i can't wait for this review (laughs) i want to hear um everything you think about this game um the thing about this game is that it's incredibly popular yeah apparently millions of kids are playing this game Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's free to play up to like level five, I believe. But they gave us a code. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a, what is this? It's a I star writer. Re- I think you get call, called if you join up. It's a, nice. You're a star writer. I hope they don't regret giving us that code. Well, I mean, I don't I don't think it's terrible. Like, Oh, good. It's okay. very much like Wizard 101 and riding the horse is fun. And it's hard to control right now. But I think that's. Because I'm learning how to control it. Yeah. I also hate playing games on PC, but <laughs> I need to get over that. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> um, but like Wizard 101, I loved. I thought it was a great game. I played it a lot like on my own, even after, you know, the PR person plied me to play it. <laughs> I'm like, game for kids. Like, I don't really do it. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. So so I think that, that this one is pretty good. I just hope they... They tone. I wish they would tone down the boy aspect, fighting yeah. over the boys. Yeah. So, besides that, I have been playing Heroes of Might and Magic Three, which is an old, old game. It came out in like two thousand and one ish, two thousand three, maybe. And um, turn-based strategy. It's completely awesome. They have remastered it they oh, they say it's remastered it doesn't look any different than it did <laughs> but it's on the iPad now and I have been sucked right back into that and um back so it's cool it you should you should check it out it's like 10 bucks um but the game is pretty huge uh and it's challenging too so that's a good game and i've been playing alpha bear they added new bears <laughs> there used to be like i don't know 60 something or whatever and now they're 80 yeah yeah um, I got one of the new ones, the ghost bear. It was very cool. And now when you're looking at the bears, you can see all of the ones that you don't have while they're grayed out. But you can tap on them and you can see what their name is and what their special ability is. Which is wonderful. Yes. They have done so many good things in the recent updates with that game. Yeah, like they added that huge challenge thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool, which I – I've gotten a blue egg in that, but I haven't gotten a cold one. <laughs> I just don't have good enough bears. Um, but, yeah, so playing that. And then, obviously, playing Hearthstone, the uh, expansion was released on Monday. I've put a couple cards into my decks, but mostly I'm just kind of watching how other people are using them. Huh. Because that's how I've learned what to put in my decks kind of before so I don't know what I'm doing you know <laughs> is this guy gonna work I don't know like it's only now that I've after watching people play against me that I know oh this is this you know minion from all classes that is really gonna work with my class specific cards yeah, so, yeah. Um, but there's lots of new stuff going on with the uh, the two new features the inspire and the jousting so uh, we'll see. I had 24 packs to open because <laughs> I saved up all my gold. And it took you forever. It did. I'm like, why can't it just let me just 
like open all the packs, but it's no, one by one, and you have to drag it to the center of that thing and watch the animation where it explodes and then tap on the cards one by one to see what they <laughs> are. And I guess you they suffer. think it's so exciting. Your life is hard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's terrible. I did get a legendary card, though. My husband nice. had 28 packs, and he did not get a legendary <gasps> out of any of them. Suck it, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty upset about that. Poor but, guy. Um, let's see. What else have I been playing? I've downloaded a few things for Anna. And I guess I should technically be saying I'm playing Toka Store with her. <laughs> or watching her playing Toka Store. Um, so this is a cool little app that is playable by by two kids. So on one side, you've got the cashier who stocks the store, and on the other side is the customer who decides what they want to buy and pays for oh, it. Oh, fun. I think I've talked about this before. But um, so the way Anna plays it is like she puts the stuff out, and then like I'm the customer I'm ready to say, oh, here, I want a lollipop. No, you want bread. <gasps> <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> okay. So she basically plays it pretty much by herself, just deciding everything that I want. That's and I tried hilarious. to I try to tell her, like to made it make it in terms she can understand that I'm like, you're not playing this like a real store. I'm like, when we go to the grocery store and we want to buy strawberries, like, does the people who check <laughs> us out say no, you want oranges? <laughs> you know? <laughs> So hopefully she'll understand that a little bit better. She'll get there. Yeah. That's so. amazing. So, yeah. I think that's it. If what I... a cute kid you have, Nicole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Very cute. Uh, okay. Who's next? Linda. All right. So I have been playing a little Mountain Goat Mountain, which – Thank I... you, Mark Delora. <laughs> Thank you, Thanks Mark Delora. Thanks for nothing. For nothing. Um, <laughs> it it – it is it's an endless runner game, kind of like Crossy Road, which I think is what brought it to mind for Mark Delora last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could just climb as high as you can on these mountains, but this game has a lot more things that can go wrong and mess you up <laughs> than Crossy Road. Oh, does. Sounds fun. Things are falling on you all the time. Things are falling on you. You're starving to death. You're starving to death. Falling off the mountain. You're falling into pools of water and drowning. So do you have to like eat while you're climbing the mountain? Yes. There are like longer patches of grass, and you just have to run over them. Um, Okay. But you, every time you like step on a square, it all the resources from it get destroyed because you're a goat that eats everything. So <laughs> well, goats do eat everything. It's true. It's In a California, very true they would use herds of goats to um, mow like the public places by the roads. I'm yeah. serious. We do that at Udabothel, actually. Oh, I saw yeah. them once. It was adorable. They, yes. they are very cute. Remember that time, Lisa, when you insisted we had to have a goat? Yes. Oh, my God. I wanted a goat. Stop talking about goats. Because they're cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this game this game is fun, but it is hard. So yes. don't start. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to now. I really no. want to now. I'm um, done with Crossy Road. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was done with Crossy Same. Road. Um, and then Simone and I played a game called Bout. Battlecasters. That we did. Last night, we interviewed the developers. It was really interesting because it's um, an alternate reality game, which means that you play the game on your phone, but you are outside in the world Mm -hmm. going to different places, and there are beacons that the phone picks up on and downloads information from the beacon onto your phone, and then... um, that's how the game proceeds. Yeah, like they have these beacons set up, so it's sending a signal to your phone telling it where it is. And then when you get there, you can basically perform an action. And it'll each beacon has a certain selection of cards that it can give you, and it'll randomly provide you with three of those. And so you have to – you can use the cards to cast spells by shaking your phone. It was very, very fun. And we did it in Ballard, so it was a, a nice little walk around. And it was beautiful out and – I filmed Linda running around. <laughs> I filmed you too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we heard a lot from the developers about how they developed the game and what they're excited yeah. about. Oh, and, and they'll, they'll be doing it at PAX this yes. weekend, yes. which is why we yes. went. So yeah. if you are at PAX this weekend, um, basically you can download the app and there are beacons set up all over the convention center so you can play the game and basically go through the quest while you're at PAX. Yeah, and expect us to tackle you if we see you wildly checking your phone. <laughs> I will right. approach you with my camera. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. want to. We want to hear how people you know, like it. The, the AR games were really popular for a while. I forget which Halo it was. 
two or three uh, was like the first big AR game like to promote a game. And it was the I Love Bees. I Love Bees. I Love Bees thing, um, which was just like this crazy website that led to another website. It was just yeah. crazy, crazy thing that ended up at Halo. So um, I never participated in it. I probably yeah. should have researched it more, but I forgot that we were going to talk about this. Well, I think so. it's really a fun, nice thing for families because, you know, you get tired of just sitting around in a room to um, to play games, I think. To be able to go out in the world and run around sometimes, walk around, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, learn a little geography and kind of navigate where you need to go next and all that kind of stuff. It's great for kids, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a uh, hotel slash theme park thing that's in a few states called Great Wolf Lodge. There's one that's a couple couple hours south of here, a couple hours drive south of here, and we went. And Anna was too young to do this, but they have these quest things that the kids can do where you, like, you buy a magic wand and there's stuff all over the hotel and you've got to hit it like in the right order. Like the, you know, the live action people will be like, you've cast the spell for blah, blah, blah. And you need to do this now. And so there's all these kids like running around doing this thing. And it was funny, like we'd be riding in the elevator with some of these kids and they would get off like just real quickly and peek around. And they're like, no, that's the wrong floor. And then, <laughs> you know, jump back on. It was. That's so funny. It was I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun. And again, I I think that the kids' imaginations really come into play, yeah. and they really get into it. And that's what they were also saying about this game: is that they, there's a light side and a dark side you can play, sort of. Mm-hmm. And some of the kids want to stay far away from the dark side and never cast a dark spell. Yeah, even though you know sometimes you need the, the... parents might want to. Parents might want to. It makes it easier sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was fun. Cool. Yeah. Simone. Uh, I have been playing Little Big Planet 2 with Emmett. Uh, we are trying to 100% everything like wow. we do. We still haven't gotten that platinum trophy in Peggle, but I think we, we burnt out a little bit on Peggle. But Little Big Planet 2 is like a joyous, wonderful, happy, happy place. So um, we're going, we're doing that, except that it's also a rage game. Oh, gosh. (laughs) It's really funny. We're playing it absolutely mechanically. Like, I'll have the walkthrough up and I'll be like, okay, we need to go here. And then that's the the sticker that we don't have. Got it? Good. We exit the level. We don't even finish it because, you know, it saves your progress. So that's how we've been 100%ing those levels. Uh, We are unbelievably close to finishing this game, except like over 50% of the trophies that you can get are not even for the the story mode. They're for building levels and publishing levels and et cetera, et cetera. So we will probably not ever platinum trophy Little Big Planet 2. Yeah, there's, there's kind of this weird um, split philosophy from developers about achievements and trophies. So some of them will, like, give you a trophy after, like, you know, if you finish, finish chapter in the story. Like yeah. But there are some developers that are like, that's not an achievement. That's just something you do to play the game. And so they make these achievements that are crazy hard, like find all of everything and like complete a level in like a certain time. And yeah. like you look at this list of things and you're like, I'm never going to get any of this. Yeah. So like, you know, some developers are nice with achievements and some of them. I like the idea of having chapter (laughs) achievements because then that leads you to go, oh, I've got this many achievements. How many? How many more are there, and what are they? Like every time I, you know, we go get an achievement, we're like, oh, let's see how close we are. Fifteen percent, God. But you know, it sends you. It it encourages you, yeah, Yeah. to think a little deeper about the game. Yeah, developers don't get nuts with those achievements. (laughs) That's right. Or at least have some easy ones (laughs) if you're going to have nuts ones. Yeah. I um, love Little Big Planet too. It's the perfect game. <laughs> Better Sorry. than Final Fantasy Seven? Yes, actually. <laughs> okay. Just because wow. it's so much fun and it's so heartwarming, and you can play it either in long chunks or in short chunks, and it doesn't matter. And there are robots that okay. love you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you can't go wrong with robots. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right, Lisa. So. If you haven't been playing any games, don't feel bad. <laughs> well, you can tell us if you play games or what you're con- you're currently reading or watching. That's interesting. 
I've basically just been playing a lot of Crossy Road. Damn that game. And yeah. <laughs> so when I said I was done earlier, I wasn't done. You lied? <laughs> you lied on our podcast? Yes, I lied. I've been playing I well, I'm hoping to be done soon because it's just like a swamp of despair. Yeah, I just can't get out of it. It's just <laughs> you've taken sur- over. You've surpassed me though. I yeah, I'm at like three hundred and something now. What? <laughs> Seriously, she is really good at that game. Because I just run. <laughs> I just go so fast. Um, oh, my gosh. It's really, and like, I'm so... Just do it. I'm, like, so motivated by um, the getting new characters. Yeah. I just... I'm like, I need to see the next one because they're so cool. And there's so many. And yeah. they're not hard to get. And, and that's so very dangerous. And they, yeah. So that's been a huge thing. And that's pretty much it. What's but, your favorite uh, character? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I think maybe the fish, the floppy fish. Oh my god, I don't have that one. It just—it's a fish, and it just is like flopping on the ground, <laughs> and it like turns and flops. And... <laughs> I know my least favorite one. What? It's the Frankenstein the pigeon. Oh, okay. Because I hate the pigeon. Oh, poopy well, you... pigeon. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, the Frankenstein one is—it's like an old black and white Frankenstein movie, uh-huh. and so you can't I. Oh, tell. it's like the um, the oh. old timey lady is like that. Yeah, so it's all in sepia. Yeah, oh, so no. so you can't tell what's yeah, water. I hate the old timey. No, so you're cl- you're falling in the water all the exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah, the old timey oh lady gosh. is like that. It's all sepia, and there's like the entertainer is just playing the whole time. So it's really annoying. <laughs> wow. And I when I get her on like the random selector or whatever, I just like go and I don't care if I die. Like, <laughs> I don't care about you. I don't like wow. this oh my gosh. character. You know, there's another new Endless Runner that just came out. We'll have a review on Pixelkin tomorrow. It's Pac-Man 256. Uh, my husband was showing it. So it's Pac-Man. It's sort of, sort of like at an isometric um, perspective. You're playing Pac-Man. You're running through, but this, it's endless because... The famous kill screen glitch from Pac-Man, I'll explain that in a minute, is encroaching upon you, which is what makes it an an, uh, endless level. So this kill screen thing is if you can get the original Pac-Man up to level 256, it will break. Like the screen will just have crazy letters and all that kind of stuff on it. So that glitch is chasing you. Oh, wow. That was in Ready Player One, the book, one of my favorite books of all time, Ready Player One. Yeah, the kill screen. Had the kill screen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and if you've ever seen um, King of Kong, which is this wonderful documentary about, um, I don't remember his name now. I do remember Billy. Billy something versus this kind of underdog guy. You know, they had the the world high scores in Donkey Kong. They were kind of going back and forth and oh, wow. everything. And like at one point, one of them was getting to um, the end of Donkey Kong, which there's also a kill screen there. And um, there's, there's just this guy who's – he's completely nerdy, just walking around the arcade saying, we got a kill screen coming up. We got a kill screen coming up. We got a kill screen coming Like just, you know, Excited. rallying all the people to go watch the kill screen. Wow. Which was insane. But you should watch King of Kong. It's very, it's fascinating. I will. It's I will fascinating. go out and get that. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Okay, well. That's we're playing. Yeah. I guess that wraps things up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, and feedback, of which we are not getting enough, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. Please send us questions. We love them. Especially if you have specific questions about packs, because that is what we will be talking about next week. <laughs> um, and you can find us on Twitter at pixelkin underscore org and at gaming with moms. And you can also find us on Facebook at Pixelkin, and you can find our YouTube channel, YouTube slash... What it's is a it, horrible so long? long URL. Just look up Pixelkin. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so do that, and then, of course, Pixelkin.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye. This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.